0: Hello, you're listening to the Suffolk Pro Help podcast with me, Angela Lee Foster. Suffolk Pro Help is a county wide network of professional businesses providing support to charities and community groups in Suffolk who are unable to afford such expertise. Suffolk Pro Help is part of Community Action Suffolk and we're funded by the National Lottery Community Fund. If you're a charity, community group or social enterprise who need our support or a business interested in getting involved with us, you can find out much more at suffolkprohelp.org.uk. So welcome to the Suffolk Pro-Help podcast and I'm joined today by Giles Kirkham and Glenn Matthews from Larkin Gowan. Good morning.
1: Hello. Hi. Good morning.
0: Hi. And uh, well, we're talking about community interest companies today, CICs um, and or KICs sometimes they're called. Uh, so I'm going to ask Giles, if i would start with you. What is a CIC and how is it different, say, from a charity?
2: Hi, uh, CIC Community Interest Company. It's 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 a company. It's a company like another company, um, but it's got a brand. It's branded as a CIC. It has an extra regulator. There are some a few extra forms uh, that you fill in, and effectively, it's it's similar to the to a to a charity in that you have objects that are for the benefit of the community but they're not necessarily charitable objects in effect it's 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 less regulated than the charity it's a fairly light touch regime Um, it's much much easier to set up and run than the charity Um, but if you are looking to run what you're calling a social enterprise CIC might very well be the format you want to go for
0: so this is so uh, someone wanting to do something that's for the benefit of their community but also be uh, a company is at the same time Mm -hmm. um, trading making a profit and putting those profits back into the community into the company is that how that would work
2: yeah because you are you are as compared to a standard company you're restricted in the amount of Dividends you can pay out. You're restricted in the amount of capital you you can't pay out capital to yourself at, at the end. Um, so there's a reinforcement in having the label CIC community interest company, which will be in your name. There is a, and some extra disclosures every year. Um, there is there there is a formal branding of yourself as a, as a social enterprise. The disadvantage I've said advantage against being a charity is that it's much easier to run much more freedom you can be much more entrepreneurial in running your social enterprise the disadvantage against being a charity is that you don't get some of the ta- you don't get any tax reliefs you are taxed as if you are a normal uh, trading company um so if you're paying business rates you there's no mandatory business rates relief beyond your normal small business rights, reliefs.
0: okay and and glenn perhaps i could come to you i wonder what type of work you're doing with cic's um you know what they look like in practice
1: yeah so we have a, a number of cic's we, we deal with and i've, I've reached out to them and they're happy for me to share a bit with you about the work they do um, so people who set up CICs generally are really really nice people and my clients are no exception so I said can I tell a bit about your CIC and she said of course you can and make sure you shout out about all these other CICs and all the great work they're doing as well so my client is called Bicycle Links and it's in central Norwich. and if you walked past it you would think it was just a normal bike shop but on the side of that So that's the commercial element of what they do and on the side of that they have a number of projects that they do which are for the benefit of the community so some of those are funded from their profits and some of those are funded from grants that they receive that's one of the the key reasons why people will set up as a CIC is because it will allow you to access some pots of funding as a regular company and some of the schemes they've done in the last couple of years are in, in, in lockdown, they were allowed to keep keep open because they were a bike shop and that was deemed as essential. But they had staff who had bike isolate and the like. So they said, okay, well, that's fine. We're going to open, but we're going to focus on helping NHS key workers get their bikes repaired and for doing them at a lesser rate than they normally would. There's some of the other schemes they've done in in the past as well there's a scheme called welcome wheels so in in that case they use refurbished bikes so bikes that they received that otherwise would have gone to landfill they use volunteers who are potentially people who might find it hard to get employment so they will get them in and they will teach them new skills to help them be employed and so these bikes that otherwise would have gone to landfill that are now given to asylum seekers so that they are mobile and they can properly integrate themselves into the community and hopefully as a result of that get themselves meaningful employment what a fantastic Um, example
0: yeah that what were they called again
1: it's called Bicycle Links CIC and if if, if you're in or around Norwich then they're on King Street and I would thoroughly recommend visiting my, my wife has her bike serviced by them as well so i can vouch for the quality of the work they're doing on that side as well um,
0: that's such a great example again of um of the you know it's trading commercially but it's also doing all of this other work and working with volunteers too um you know for the benefit of the community and you did say that they they could have access to pots of money so so, but not all grants. I guess some there is, there is some restriction on grants with CICs? Yes,
1: yeah, so there, there, there are, will be some grants and funding which are allocated and only charities can receive. So, as, as Giles said, offering a CIC has a, a lot less red tape than being a charity. But one of the trade-offs is that there might be some pots of funds that you won't be able to get into and, and to receive. So, Anyone who's setting up a business or setting up and wants to have a, a social impact might have to decide they're going to be a charity if the pots of funding they need to meet their end goal are only available to charities. But that's yes, that's the, some, the, the,
0: yes, something to bear in mind. And did you did you say you had another example?
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. So my, my other client, he has said she's happy for me to talk about their work, is called Rooted in Nature. So they offer stand-up paddle boarding, kayaking, and adventure-type breaks, but they focus on giving them to children on the edge of care and those adults who have mental health issues, that means that they might find finding meaningful employment difficult. And uh, uh, so uh, essentially they're very similar to the first, say they're a commercial business, they offer in, in mind to make... A profit overall, and to take a salary out of the but the work they do is for people who have for for the benefit of the community overall. they they do some really good work as well. And again, that's called rooted in nature. So again, I'd recommend checking them out. They're, they've got a really nice website which outlines some of the good work that they do. Yeah, another so, great
0: another great example. And I yeah. just wondered. um how, so how does being a CIC affect how you operate? We've talked a little bit about that. You know, does, does it give opportunities or does it restrict what you can do?
1: So it, 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 it does both to some extent. So like Giles alluded to a little earlier, it doesn't limit the ways that you can take money out of that business. But as, as I said earlier, it also gives you access to pots of money that you wouldn't be able to access if you were a normal limited company. The day-to-day running of a business is very, very similar to having a limited company. So if you were able to operate as a limited company, then in all likelihood you can operate as a CIC. And we, we often find, although there's no obligation to, then quite often CICs will set up a, a board just so you've got some other people to run ideas by to, generate ideas, and and those kind of things. But actually, the day-to-day running of a CIC is no more complicated than just running a limited company. And as Charles alluded to earlier as well, it's quite a a light-touch regulation as well. So every limited company has to do a set of accounts once a year, and a CIC is no different. But as well as that, there's an additional form you complete called a CIC 34, And really, all this is, is an opportunity for you to shout about all the good work that you do. So it will ask you what projects you have been involved in the last year, how you have helped your your local community. And that also goes on record. So it's a a pretty good way of advertising your business to, to some extent. And if people are awarding pots of funds, then they will access that document. And consider the work you do and whether you're suitable to receive the pot of funds that you're applying for. That's great. But, so
0: a bit like an annual report then of what you've been doing. Yeah, But,
1: but the, the nice thing is it's, it's not pages and pages. Most of them are on two A4 bits of paper. So it's not like you have to write a, a 10,000 word essay <laughs> and it's something that has to take you weeks weeks on end. It's just a really snappy way of letting people know about the good work that you've done in the year.
0: I'm all for yeah. keeping it simple. That Can I come
2: good. in? Because I think yeah, that's the point. It, it does keep it, as as Glenn says, it keeps it simple. It's It's rare that you'll see one. Well, it's rare that you'll see one that's more than two sides long in a relatively small business. Um, there are other limitation the, the 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 only other limitation what well, you you have an annual report you have to op- continue to operate for the community benefit which what does that mean well standing back what does the ordinary person think community benefit is that's really the test um, acting for wider than your own benefit and th- I just ought to say something about the dividend cap and asset lock because people oh, yes. looking into doing a CIC will have we might want to know what that means the asset mm-hmm. lock essentially, essentially means that when you wind up if there are assets left you can't take them out for yourself you will have put in your constitution um similar, similar bodies or similar charities that the assets have to go out to if you're running for the social benefit you may not have built up any assets in the business the other thing is the dividend cap some people, when, when they're running commercial businesses, they want to structure their remuneration um, as partly salary, partly for dividends, because that can be a bit more efficient in some cases for their tax. In this, to this extent, you, you can set up your constitution so that you can pay up to, I think it's 35% at the moment, of your distributable profits each year as dividend. But in our clients, and I think Glenn, you'll agree, they don't tend to, we tend to remunerate by salary anyway. So it's irrelevant. Yeah, what in right. effect it does. What that does is it does allow you to set up so that you can encourage social investors. You can you can you can offer them a little incentive if right. that's how you think you're gonna be raising finance in the future.
0: Yeah, and so that's really that's really helpful, Giles. And I'm just wondering, so listeners at this stage they might be thinking, they're not sure whether to be a CIC mm. or a company or a charity. And um, so, how would you guide them through the setup process of yes, they you know becoming a CIC? How, what, what would that look like? What would you? Well, like?
2: I, mean, I mean, there's a technical answer and there's a an practical. There? <laughs> Just very briefly, technically, you need to have a company. Um, If you're a charity already, you can convert, but you can't remain a charity. Uh, You can't have it for the benefit of, uh, say, employees of your company or of uh, members of a particular body, Um, and you can't be political or a pressure group. This is all common sense things that you'd expect. In practice, what I'd be doing is saying, uh, I want to understand your plan. And for some people, that's a written business plan. And for some people, it's just talking through what they're trying to achieve. Um, and so the, what i would be trying to get down to is where do you think your income's coming from? Because as Glenn suggested, one of the sort of main motivations will be does having this badge, this um, brand of CIC, does it help you generate income from either from funders uh, who would will donate to something that is a CIC or a charity or in fact, and I think in terms of, Glenn's bicycle, bicycle shop, some people would just go and buy bicycles, second-hand bikes from there because because of that status. So it doesn't just help in grants, but it can help in, in, in terms of sales. Mm. Absolutely. The so because, other, you're Sorry.
0: So because it, you could set up as a charity and trade, right? It, it, you could have a, yeah. a company. Now, that's
2: the set, next set of questions would be, mm. do you want to earn a living from this? Yeah. So, are you going to be drawing a salary? and Do you want to maximise your income by growing a business and getting capital in it, and then retiring out of it and maximising your? Because if if you want to earn a living and you want to maintain control, you're sort of entrepreneurial. You do. You want to set up something as a social enterprise. CIC may be better than a charity because. With a CIC, you can remain employed and on the board although easily and effectively not be giving away control to a board of trustees that could, at least in theory, sack you. Um, mm. And if you want to run it and you want to be on the board and in charge, you're probably better off as a CIC than you are in, in a charity.
0: And. Uh, were there any other considerations in terms of you know what kind of you know governance structure you know where where um a body may not want to be a CIC or where the benefits are you know how how would someone decide anything else that you would like to add to that
1: um so I, I think I already covered that in in some good detail so um, it, it just all boils down to what you're hoping to achieve what money you're hoping to get in and what what good you want to do really because you you could not be a CIC but still decide that you wanted to give a certain percentage of your profits to a good cause and and that would still have a, a positive effect for the community. But it's really whether the, the work you you want to do you, you need to be a CIC or or to do that work. And I've I've got a couple of other examples of mm, yes. different types of CICs. If that's okay, so yes, we've spoke so far quite a lot about people who are a commercial business, and on the side of that, they either have grants or use their profits to do some community projects. So there's another type where essentially you 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 charge a bit more than you would commercially, and then you use that extra money to do good. So the, the example my client gave me is for a company called Stand for Socks. Who are CIC so essentially you, you buy a pair of socks on their website and their socks are slightly more expensive than you might otherwise be expecting to pay for some socks but as a result of that they then go and find some people who are in need and make sure they've got a nice warm pair of socks which uh, people probably won't mind paying an extra pound or two you're, you're doing the community good that you wanted to but on, on essentially, at, at the bottom of that, you're still doing a, a commercial transaction and they're still selling on a pair of socks and making a profit on that. And the the, the final type, which I think is quite a, a, a popular type of CIC, is where you have a business where you involve the beneficiaries of that business in the trading. So in Norwich, there's a a, a project and indeed a cafe called The Feed. So what they do is they take people who, again, are on the edge of employment and they they give them skills, they give them training and, and they work in their cafe. So it gives them an employment and employment income as a result of that. And for the people who are using that cafe, again, I'm sure they have stuff in there about it. But as far as you know, you've just walked into a normal cafe. But on, on the side of that they're, they're doing some really good work and I think what's nice about that is they're not just donating to the people they want to help they're actually taking an active interest in them and getting them involved in their business
0: that's what, that's really fantastic they really good examples and it really brings to life how a CIC can work in different ways and I just wondered well to both of you really is there anything else to be aware of with, with the pros and cons of becoming a community interest company
2: I think I'd just say that it is a very light touch regulation in the CIC, significantly less than in a charity. Um, I think the thing that might make you want to be a charity rather than a CIC is there are some particularly national funders who who very much prefer to be giving to charities or have that criteria. But Mm -hmm. if, say, you're in a position where you're offering you're occupying premises and you are paying a significant business rates bill then chari- that, that's going to be a significant motivator to become a charity it's on the, on the basis that your operations and your objectives enable you to do so.
0: Great uh, that's just such an interesting conversation and um, depending on when people are listening to this uh, community, uh, community Action Suffolk are running a a follow-up training on the 14th of february that's a nice valentine's present for somebody to find out more about the understanding the pros and cons of becoming a community interest company so hopefully this will um whet people's appetite for taking part in that training on the 14th february 22 next year so thank you both uh Giles and glenn uh for your time and talking to us about community Community interest companies. Um, that's why they're being named CICs, isn't it? It's very hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> Great, really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
2: You're very welcome. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yes, thank you for having us. Yes.
0: Thank you.